Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
open your road.
imagine you're standing before the king.
And the little boy would sit on the porch and talk to my mother. How many of you talk to your mother sometimes? We could talk about how I was going to be famous one day, how I was going to be real famous in my house, cars, and do a lot of sweet things for her. Oh, I remember those days, and I'll never forget it. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look at me now, look at me now, look at me now, look at me now. Oh, 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 I know 
God. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank Him this morning for this wonderful work for the children of man. Amen. We realize that we're living in some terrible times this morning. And for that cause, it brings the apostle back. Amen. To minister on the behalf of this falling world system. Men's hearts are failing them. America's in trouble. And we're looking to our president to help straighten out the economy and the society. And there's no hope. Only through the word of God is there hope in getting this America on track. So we come this morning, Father, beseeching you, asking you to have mercy upon this country, America. Father, help us to obey and to follow your instructions today. Help us not to lean to our own understanding, but help us, O Father, to lean on you this morning. We need your hand. We need your help. We can't do anything without you, Father. All right, now move by your spirit, Father. Move by your spirit, Lord, upon the ones that's in trouble this morning, Father. Oh, God, touch the heart of the young lady, Father. Oh, God, that they cater off, Lord, to have some mental help. Oh, Father, help her this morning, Father. I pray the prayer of faith. I bind the works of the enemy right now. Take authority over every spirit, Father, that's trying to operate in her life today. I ask you, Father, Lord, that you bring peace, clarity, understanding, and let your spirit descend down upon your people right now, Father. Oh, how we need that touch and that move from heaven this morning. Move on the land. Move upon your chosen people today, Father. Oh, God, we pray, Lord, for the church this morning. Not only, Lord, for our congregation, but for all congregations, Lord. We pray for courage and car will, Father, Lord. Oh, God, that we rebuke and bind every demonic situation that's trying to come upon him today, Father. Make your men and women of God true and righteous this morning. Oh, God, have mercy this morning upon your people. Bring healing and restoration today, Father. Touch somebody this morning, Lord, that need that touch, Lord. God, we just bind the works and the unfruitful work of darkness right now. God, take hold of your people today, Father. And then, Father, Lord, we pray that you touch every servant this morning. Touch them, restore them, build them up where they're torn down at, Father. Oh, God, we take authority this morning, Lord, over every level of the devil. We decree and we declare, God, that your power, Lord, your power alone, God, is what we need in this hour, Lord. So we bind up everything, God, that is coming before you, coming after you, Lord, and that's trying to destroy the works of men, Father, that you have sent forth to work a work in the earth. We bind up every demonic stronghold and in everything that is trying to bring sickness and disease on your people now. We counsel every assignment, Lord, of the enemy, Satan, every unclean spirit, we rebuke and bind it right now. We take authority over it. We lose your anointing, Father. 
bring your healing, Lord, upon your people. Then, Father, Lord, touch every person, Lord, that I've come in contact with and those that I will come in contact with today. I ask you, Father, you know the things that, Lord, is on my heart today. You know the desire that I desire, Lord, to do your good and perfect will, Father. Oh, God, strongly put your will in my heart today, Father. Forgive me, Lord, of all my transgressions and any sin, Lord, that I've committed, whether it was sin or omission or commission. I do repent right now, Father. And I turn to you today for strength. I turn to you today for direction. I turn to you for all guidance today, Father. Lord, touch my families, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, for those that are, amen, that have animosity one against the other, Father. I pray your peace, Father. Lord, help me to keep my lips, Lord, fruitful and righteous at all times, Father. Lord, help me to not to react to the attacks of the enemy. Then, Father, I ask you to bless my own. Bless my children, wife, and all of my family and friends. I ask you to have mercy today. Bless us and take us higher, Lord. Take us higher that we be able to do your will. This we ask this morning, the most high, Yah, Selah, and we pray, God, to Yahshua. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. This morning, I would like to talk from some verse of scriptures. And I'd like to let you know this morning, according to the book of Amos, the law has sounded, listen, and fear. For I, the Most High, am sending disaster into your land. But always, first of all, I warn you, through my prophets, this I now have done. The Word of God saying that nothing has crept upon us, nothing has came that we weren't warned about. Our warning this morning is found in the book of the Bible, mostly the Old Testament, amen, the book of the prophets. Uh, As I begin to study the word of God and look at several different things, I began to see things that was an abomination to the Almighty. And suddenly, that which was abomination, it turned out to be clean. And I was questioning the Lord, how can anything be an abomination to you? And then in the new covenant, it turns around and it's clean. You said that which is cursed is cursed. And so on and so on. But my question this morning to you is, are you ready? Do you know whether or not you're ready or not? The Bible says that we shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. Well, it said make us free. The truth shall make us free, John eight thirty two. This makes it very clear that you will not really be free until you understand what the truth of God's plan of salvation really is. So few people know what it means to be saved. So few people. Let's talk since about this subject for them. But God's people look for a new heaven and a new earth. We're moving and 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 the moon.
our life, we, we gladly will overcome the enemy. You see, all of our earthly goods donated as kindling for the coming fire. That's why Revelation 18 says, come out of her. That's why 1 John 2.15 said, love not this world. You see, right in the middle of the warning of falls, good, reproach, and affliction, we read in Hebrews 10.38, now the just shall live by faith. You can't be looking at, amen, uh, 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 the world system and, 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 and trying to measure your standard and trying to figure out, you know, how am I to make these ends meet? You will not meet your ends by counting and balancing your checkbook. The Word of God said the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. You see, now is the time to live a lifestyle completely by faith because you have nothing else but faith. Your faith is on the line. Your faith is being tested. Your faith is being tried. Hallelujah. Just because the doctor gives you a bad bill of health, amen, says that this is that and that is this, it don't mean for you to cop out and trip out. We must hold to our profession of faith. Hallelujah. We must know that our lifestyle must be lived out completely by faith. Faith in Hebrews 11 chapter said, now is faith the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. 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 We, we, we missed entirely the meaning of faith described in Hebrew. We missed it. God is trying to tell us about a whole new concept of things with spiritual substance. We we're told not to give any thoughts to things we eat or drink or wear, but the things faith produce are not made of physical material substance. These things are given to God's children simply because he knows they are needed, and he supplies all their needs. As a matter of fact, I promise, oh, but there is a hope for things beyond this fleeting life. Things like appearing before him in Zion, walking right into his courts, hallelujah, with praise and thanksgiving, leaping and praising the Almighty and a new and glorified body, living under your own vine and fig tree without war, disease, famine, or fear, living through a thousand years of day. Touching the very substance, the very thing, hallelujah, I hope, but could not see. Why are these uh, so good uh, days to be living in for Christians, that is, because it is the last days. We are living in the last days, hallelujah, and there has to be at least a last day here before there can be a first day there. Hallelujah. The next time you begin to fret and worry about our crumbling society, just keep remembering and reminding yourself 
I don't belong here anymore. Anyhow, hallelujah, we need to remember this morning that we don't belong here anyhow. The Bible says uh, 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 we will know the truth. Hallelujah. Truth is all around us. Hallelujah. It's not enough to, amen, get bugged by sermons, to shed a few tears, to decide for Christ, to say a nice little prayer in private, to think of some kind of thoughts of faith and hope when alone, to turn over a new leaf, to ease the conscience. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you plain and simple how you must cooperate with God in order to know you're saved so that Satan cannot come to you after your conversation to snatch away your experience. My God. Number one, first of all, let's talk about what you really are without Christ. Admit it. You need to admit this morning you're a sinner, a real rebel. You are a rebel against God's rulership in your life, and you live only to suit yourself, regardless of how it affects God or other people. Self is king of the hill in your heart. You go your own way. According to the Bible, sinners are stubborn, they're disobedient, they're spoiled, they're sordid, Moral values, deceitful, wrong, and rebellion against authority. Sin makes one an enemy to God. This is the reason why we must come to him to rid ourselves of the sin that we be not an enemy to God today. Hallelujah. But you see, the Almighty promised to save you from sin this morning. But first, you must really understand what sin is. Sin is a refusal to live intelligently. Uh, to confirm our life to the truth of God's word. It is it is not just a weakness, but a state of rebellion. You do not sin because you don't understand, but because you refuse to recognize your very clear obligation to God and man. Now, the Most High has honestly promised you mercy, pardon, peace, and happiness but only on his terms. Hallelujah. You see, without the Almighty, you have a crippled conscience. The Apostle Paul described it as a mind and conscience that is defiled, Titus 1.15. The conscience is an endowed part, endowed part of your personality, given for the promise of evaluation, your conduct, and behavior to your own heart. You see, God designed designed it to smile when your conduct is right and to frown when it's wrong. God intended his amen poetry to be an instrument of blessings, bring tranquility and inner peace. But sin in your life has been tampered with that tender conscience and left it in a state of gloom and fear. The marvelous effect of salvation is the mystery, mysterious healing of the conscience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, without him, you are a rebel 
and you don't deserve pity. You have a will and can be held accountable for your own sin. There is no such thing as a helpless sinner. You are not responsible. You are not responsible for the sin of Adam and Eve. You are responsible for your own. The gospel is bad news to those who live for themselves and good news only to those who surrender intelligently. Number two, let's, now let's talk about how the wheels of your salvation start in motion. The disciple asked the Lord, who then can be saved? Jesus answered, with man it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Mark 10, 26, 27, salvation is a cooperative effort. God initiates the action, and man reacts. God cannot do your part, and you cannot do God's part. No man is convinced and converted accidentally. Never. There are powerful unseen forces at work, striving with your entire being. The Most High uses these forces to induce us to repent. First of all, the Holy Spirit fights for your soul striving and restraining, showing you how exceedingly sinful sin actually is. The Word of God is a force. It's pulling on your heart, showing you the goodness of God that leads to repentance, Romans 2.4. When the message from God's Word gets through to you, it hits you hard like a hammer, breaking a heart of stone. It brings powerful Holy Ghost conviction upon you and exposes all hidden sin in your life. God also uses friends to lead you to Christ. A true friend will talk to you about the wrath of God, the terror of hell, the joy of heaven, the tender, the tender compassion of a loving Savior. The Most High uses the Holy Spirit, the Holy Word, to change your good intention and to an act of true repentance. Do you think it is an accident that this message this morning is delivered to you? Do you think God is not concerned about you, how you live and how you think? Get that out of your mind this morning. All the forces of heaven are turned on you. You are under the influence of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost this morning, and you must face an hour of truth. And when the Holy Ghost pulls, it's time for you to push into the kingdom. The third one, salvation doesn't really count until you truly repent. Joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repentance, Luke 15, 7. Repentance can never be anything but your very own act. God will use forces to draw us, but will never create our wheels. Only you can turn the rudder of the ship of life into waters of obedience. Neither the Most High nor man can repent for us. Listen. Your salvation hinges on one thing, people. Will you turn from your sin this morning, or will you not? Too many people have been self-deceived and have gone to their own doom, thinking they were on their way to heaven. What a sad indictment, because they failed to understand what it means to repent. Salvation without true repentance is absolutely impossible. And anyone who thinks it is possible to seeking refuge, you're lying. Isaiah twenty eight seventeen. Repentance we give re, repentance begin with the revelation and an admission 
a personal gift. You cannot blame. Salvation doesn't really count until you truly repent. Joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repentance. Repentance can never be anything but your very own act. The Most High will use forces to draw us, but will never take us against our will. Your salvation hinges on one thing. Will you turn from sin or will you not? Too many people have been self-deceived and have gone to their dooms. Why? Because they didn't repent. Salvation without true repentance is absolutely impossible. Anyone who thinks it's possible is seeking refuge, they're lying. Repentance begins with a revelation and an administration of personal guilt. You cannot blame parents or environments or use any pathetic excuse. You must feel the guilt, admit you are in darkness, and that you are condemned and unable to save yourself. Have you honestly and clearly admitted, have you admitted this morning, hallelujah, that you need him, hallelujah? You must admit it, amen. You must feel again, admit you are in darkness and that you are condemned and unable to save yourself. And have you honestly and clearly admitted, I'm a guilty sinner, I'm lost, I've grieved God, I've lived only for myself. I'm sorry. This you must do. Repentance means to change one's mind. It is a revolution of the minds concerning God, self, sin, and his will. God is waiting to see how honest your repentance will be. When you pray, Lord, I repent, you ask for the promise, and Lord, I've changed my mind about everything. And I see what sin did to me. I'm tired of selfish living. I surrender my will to you, crush my own ambitions, ambitions, and put within me a new heart. Repentance is a complete turn away from being a rebel, from foolish and ungodly friends, from comforting with the world, from secret sins and habits of the flesh, from filthy books, from dirty stories, from unclean jokes, from intelligent living, planning and planning, from wasting time from everything and everybody that would hinder you from being a 100% follower of him. So you see, friend, I repent is more than two little words prayed with under the influence of an emotional experience. It is a revolution, a way of life, a surrender, a declaration of new alignment, a submission, a pledge to denounce the world once and for all. Christ must be must become your commander in chief, or you are still unrepentant rebel. Stop being a little god to yourself. Surrender your words of bitterness. Raise your flag of surrender. Put your life under their management. Once you repent. You are now, you are not your own. You are bought with the price, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. You cannot have Christ and ungodly prayers to choose Christ or the crowd right now. 
You will never be able to stay uptight with God until you give up everything for the knowledge of salvation. Hallelujah. Fourth thing, faith is a power <clears throat> that initiates conditions your conversion. God may be willing to get, forgive and restore you, and you may be ever so willing to forsake sin and follow Christ. Yet no salvation can take place without a very important step, being taken a walk in the path of holiness. The great step is faith. A great number of passages in the Bible makes it very plain that the benefit of salvation becomes affected only by faith. Faith is not a mere intellectual state of belief, but a complete commit, commitment of the will and the full trust this morning. Hallelujah. Confidence that our sins are forever forgiven by suffering of Christ on the cross. Wherever, wherever Jesus preached repentance, he preached faith as a follow-up. So did all the disciples. That message will repent toward God and faith toward God. Jesus said, repent ye and believe the gospel. He that believeth on me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. The faith I'm talking about requires much deep thinking. Your mind can't drift into neutral with hopes based on nothing more than happy feelings or joy pop religion. Your faith will swift shift into guilt only as you feed on the word of God and understand what it promises. You know good and well that faith is just a feeling or an impulse. Some converts revert to the old life of fear and doubt. Then critically cry, I didn't get anything. I don't understand. I don't feel a thing because they do not possess faith. They do not want to strain their mind. So they decide that salvation didn't take place. You must prop up your faith with Bible truth and say once and for all, God said it, I believe it, that settled it. Hallelujah. God's word says, repent, believe, and have everlasting life. Stake your life on it. It's true. Believe every word of it. Your salvation depends on it. There's one scripture in the Bible that should give you all the faith you need to continue your salvation. And we need to memorize it. We need to memorize being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, Philippians 1.6. Now let's talk sense about how Christians should act. First of all, you have to propose purpose in your heart to stick to God, Acts 11.23. Salvation is not a state of fear, but of happy persuasion that Christ is all in all, Colossians 3.11. Obey the commandment of the Lord. Keep yourself in love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life, Jude 21. You must continue in the state of repentance and faith. Pray for boldness to tell others what Christ can do. Expect to be persecuted and rejected by those who are still in darkness. Expect to find some hypocrites even in the best churches. Don't set your eyes on people because humans fail. Only God does. 
Allow the Holy Spirit to deal honestly with you about smoking, drinking, sex uh, attitudes, and dress. Don't be a phony. Don't hide behind a false front. Be honest. Don't worry about getting depressed or blue. Even Paul the Apostle had that problem. When you are blue, worried, or perplexed, stay true by staying on your knees in your bedroom until the load is lifted. Read your Bible every single day. Pray at least 15 minutes each day. Don't leave the house or go to bed at night without talking to Jesus. If your church is dead and you you begin to grow cold spiritually, pray for the minister. Go to him and tell him you want to see more of the dynamics of the Holy Spirit in the church and in your life. Start a prayer group with some of your friends. If that doesn't work, find a friend who is on fire for God and go with him or her to church. Seek to be filled with the Spirit. Present your body to the Lord to be used in full-time Christian service. If you are convinced God wants you to serve him in secular work, make all your plans in partnership with the Lord, acknowledging him for all directions. Once you take your stand for Christ, don't expect to be converted over and over again. Trust your conversion as a follower as long as you walk in Christ. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, Lord, that all eyes have seen and ears have heard this morning what thus says your word. We thank you this morning, Lord, that no weapon formed against your people shall prosper. We thank you for your holy word today that somebody, some way, Father, will be able, Lord, to be touched this morning. Thank you, and we praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Peace and blessings. Selah. Shalom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.